what it do, baby. It's your boy, Reek, you know what I'm saying? Hey, it's NJP, Navigating Journalism Podcast. Y'all, this is a brand new podcast, man. Let me tell you, I'm so excited about this. And it's crazy because I've been wanting to start a podcast for actually quite a while now. But I really didn't know exactly what I could podcast about. Like, I'm pretty, pretty well versed in a lot of things. But I knew I needed to do something where I knew I could have a lot of long content. And what I mean by long content is having something where I could do like, like I could make thousands of episodes out of this, right? Because there's certain things you might be well versed at, but you know, you maybe only be able to do like 10 episodes out of it. But I knew, excuse me, something like this, I could have thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and so on and so forth episodes of this kind of podcast so this is navigating journalism podcast njpr initials and we're gonna get some apparel with that too y'all look out for that um <laughs> so this is what this is what we got going on man so this is what we gonna do we are or i'm going to be talking to you guys about navigating the journalism industry i've been in the journalism industry for People, a lot of a lot of my fellow journalists out there will say he hasn't been in there that long. I would I would say I've been in there quite a while. I've been in there since. Let's see if this is. I'm trying to think when did I, when did I really like really get into it? I want to say so. Okay, I've been in the industry about seven years now. About about seven about seven solid years, and I love the industry. I love what I do within journalism. I've had an amazing career, but I tell you this. Excuse me. I've had a career like no other. <laughs> My journey is so unique. It is crazy. And y'all going to hear about all of these stories within the next coming episodes. And I'll kind of break down for y'all exactly how NJP is going to gonna function, what you guys are going to hear, who you're going to see, what you're going to see. We're going to get into all of that good stuff. So, this is going to be really exciting. I'm very excited about it. And the way this this podcast came about is, is a couple of reasons, actually. So, one, uh, my my dad and some of his, his best friends and his brothers and stuff, they started a podcast, B2M Podcast. Some of y'all have probably seen it. It's a pretty good podcast. So, it's uh, all of them are fathers. They got 12 sons, 13 children, just one girl. And they all combined have over a hundred years of marriage. That is huge. That is exceptional. And that's something so unique. You don't see that every day. So when they decided to start all this podcast, my company, Win Productions LLC, I got a video production company. Of course, we have all the equipment. And so it's like I have the equipment here. I need to use it. So like this, like this is my, this is my first time using this for myself. This might the stand, all of this stuff. Of course, I use the cameras, production company lights, and all that stuff. But this is the first time I'm using this for my own for my own reasoning. So I, I decide. I say, hey, I really need to put this equipment to use because when they're not filming, I could be filming, making my own podcast content. So this is exactly what I'm doing. And then also the other day, and shout out to my man David Shans, the host of Social Proof Podcast. Uh, also Donnie Wiggins as well. So. David Shans the other day, he has a studio here in Atlanta called the Creators Clubhouse, and he is like the king of podcasting. Big time in the industry, has number one podcast for entrepreneurs. 
This man is doing his thing. I'm telling you, this man is doing it, yo. So the other day he had a podcast workshop at his studio. By the way, he fed us so good. I, I know it's not about the food, but he had Maggiano's cater. Shout out to Maggiano's, great people. <laughs> but that food was so good. Let me tell you something. But <laughs> to, the, to the actual podcast workshop itself, the podcast Q&A, man, it, it was fantastic. And it was crazy because, like I told you, I've been wanting to start a podcast for so long, but I didn't know what I wanted to talk about or what I wanted my podcast to be about. And when I was sitting, like literally sitting in the podcast workshop, jotting stuff down, writing notes, listening to everybody else's questions, that's when it hit me. It was like, Terry, this is going to be your podcast, right? And the reason I said, and the reason that's such a good idea is because one, getting the audience, getting people to actually watch this podcast is not going to be hard. And the reason it's not going to be hard is because I already have a giant journalism community. I know so, so many journalists, right? I know tons of journalists because I've been in the industry for seven years. So I've gotten a chance to meet a whole lot of people uh, national, locally, nationally, internationally. And the, 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 these are people who are going to watch this podcast. So this podcast is for anybody within journalism industry, whether you're a beginner in journalism, you are a veteran in journalism, maybe you're thinking about getting into journalism, or maybe you just want to, maybe you're not a journalist, but you just want to watch and you just want to learn about journalism and some of the things that happen and hear some of your favorite journalist stories and stuff, because we're going to have on all types of fantastic journalists, and I'll get in that in just a second. But back to the podcast Q&A workshop and stuff. So that thing was so fantastic, took a lot of notes. And what we learned in that workshop is, one, how to build a podcast from the ground up, right? He tells you, he told us all the equipment we needed. Obviously, I had the equipment. So step one, done, already done, right? Done deal. Then also talked about how to monetize the podcast, distribution for the podcast, where are you going to place it at, and apparel, all that good stuff. And let me tell you, he gave us so many gems. I was like, I need to hop on it immediately. So this is me hopping on it. And this is me hopping on it immediately and doing my thing. So I'd like to officially welcome y'all to NJP. Welcome to the community, guys. Man, we're going to get into so many amazing things on this podcast. And so I'm going to tell y'all about the first few episodes. So the first few episodes is literally going to be stories. First few episodes are going to be stories from me. And within these stories, these are various stories that I'm going to tell that happened throughout my seven-year journalism career thus far. And I got plenty of them to tell. <laughs> uh, some of them sad. Some of them real good. And some of them like, wow, that really happened? Like, wow, he really did that? Or, dang, I didn't know that happened to him. Because it's, it's a lot of stuff y'all don't know. A lot of stuff that goes on behind closed doors. I'm just, I'm just telling you. But, hey, we got, this, this is what podcast is for. I like podcasts because they're so unfiltered. And you don't have to be perfect. And like y'all get to see a real, raw, authentic Tyreek and stuff. And so you'll you'll hear my filler words, my my burps. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, whatever comes out, it whatever comes out comes out. So uh, y'all have a chance to hear all of that good stuff. And you're just gonna get the real, raw, authentic Tyreek. And I'm excited about that because I I like the fact that I can have a platform where I can just be like, and I'm all, don't get me wrong. I'm real on every platform, but like, this is like authentic and raw, 
Like, obviously, it's going to be edited, but it's really not edited. You know, we just going to just slap in some lower thirds and other stuff on there, but it's really not edited. Like, this, this is what you get. So, uh, so I'm, I'm really excited about it. But NJP, man. So, like I said, y'all are going to hear stories from my journalism career. I got a whole bunch of them. That's going to be the first few episodes, right? Then, once we get really deep into the podcast, what I'm going to do, the guest got to have guests on the podcast. Come on now. The guests are going to be journalists. Those of y'all watching, most of y'all are journalists who are watching right now. You guys are going to come on this podcast. Matter of fact, if you want to come on this podcast, go ahead, comment, put your, uh, go ahead, put your information in the comments now, put your email address so I can reach out to you and we can coordinate or shoot me a DM, Instagram, TyreekWynn.iHeartMedia, T-Y-R-I-K-W-Y-N-N.iHeartMedia. Hit me up on Instagram. Send me a DM. That way we can get you on this podcast, man. So I'm going to have on all types of journalists on this podcast. What I'm going to do is I'm probably going to – I think it will be easier to start out locally. So our local Atlanta journalists, I'm going to get them on the podcast. Location, haven't really figured that out yet. I got to I – should, I should ask iHeart if I could just bring the journalists to iHeart since I'm over there. Or if I can just go to their television stations, interview them there. I got to figure out what what would y'all like to see? Y'all the viewers out there, y'all y'all the audience. I mean, hey, this, this this is about you guys too. So let me know. Should what what y'all think about location wise and how how everything should be? Some of the things, maybe some of the people y'all would like to see on the podcast. Go ahead, comment that below in the comments and stuff. So this this is what we're gonna get into. So I'm gonna start out in Atlanta get Atlanta journalists on the show, and then to branch out and get more people on the show, what I'm going to do is I was thinking about, because I got a lot of journalism conferences that's coming up this year that I'm going to be at, like NABJ. I got a couple NABJ conferences and outings that I'll be at. Of course, it's going to be a whole lot of journalists there, so I have a chance to, hey, bring some journalists. You know, I'll have a setup in my hotel room. Hey, you coming on my podcast tomorrow at 8 a.m.? Uh, room 216, whatever, you know, so that, 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 that's just how we going to do it. And that's how the podcast going to be, man. And then once I get that podcast, start generating revenue, y'all start supporting, buying apparel, all that good stuff. I need y'all support now. Come on now. I need, need you to support. So once we start getting that in, then we can take the show on the road, start going on tour, doing show. I, I, I got a Big, huge vision for this podcast, yo. It is, it is going to be epic, I'm telling you. So go ahead, get with the program now. Go ahead, hop on, start watching. And then I got some other stuff like this isn't just going to be a podcast. This is going to be some other things too. I'm not, I'm not going to say it just yet because, hey, you know, some folks try to steal your stuff. I've been there. <laughs> some people try to steal your stuff. But this is going to be even this is going to be way bigger than a podcast. This is going to be something awesome. It's, it's going to be amazing. So I, I just really hope that y'all will continue to listen to the podcast, take this journey with me. And we and we're going to have fun, man. We're going to have fun. Uh, this, this is the part because like journalism is uh, well, certain types of journalism. Journalism is so serious. But this is a space where we can have fun and talk about everything. So within the journalism industry. So I'm really excited about this, man. This is going to be great. So uh, for this first episode, and I'll, uh, and then I got a little something for y'all at the end. But for this first episode, I will talk to y'all about the road, 
to iHeartMedia, baby. And it's a, it is a long story, so I'll just prep you there, but it's a long story and a whole bunch of little mini stories in between. And those mini stories in between, y'all will hear about those other stories on the next the next few episodes of the podcast, right? So how did I end up at iHeartMedia? Huh, it's a funny story. <laughs> so I, when I was 14 years old, my literally my entire journey started when I was 14 years old. At 14 years old, I wrote a book called Green is the Thing, Money Management for Kids. And I wrote that book because my mom had wrote some books. My mom had a couple of books out, and she was getting a lot of attention. And I wanted some attention, too. I was like, I want to go on, do TV interviews and go on radio shows and stuff. I want to do that. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, Ma, I was like, I want to write a book. So I went to both of my parents, right? And I was trying to figure out exactly what I could write about. What could I be knowledgeable about? What would I be knowledgeable about? And what would be something good and 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 quick <laughs> even though you're not supposed to rush these things but i was trying to get some out quick so uh they was like well why don't you write about money management i was like really i was like money management hmm. i was like okay so they was like you can write about some of the things that we taught you at a young age about money i was like fantastic sat down wrote the book took me about a year or two to write the book came out with the book summer of 2014 right and that was actually my transition between middle school, excuse me, between middle school and high school. So came out with that book, right? I came out with that book. And when I came out with the book, I was I was floored with invitations to be on radio shows, TV interviews, um, television news, all this stuff. So when that happened, that's actually when I started to kind of get the feel for it, started to kind of get the bug for it. And then also mom and dad, they would always watch Fox 5 News on, on the TV every day. And one day I just started, just sat down and watched the news with them. And then when they started watching the news, I started coming, sitting and watching the news with them. So I started watching the news every day. Mom, big Wendy Williams fan, loves watching the Wendy Williams show. Started watching on days where I would be on breaks because Wendy obviously would come on when I was in school. But when I was on break and stuff, and if we weren't traveling during that time, then I would sit and watch Wendy with mom. All right. <laughs> so I started wa- was watching Wendy, and then also uh, they would watch Steve's talk show on Fox too. So started watching their shows. I was like, wow. I was like, I was kind of getting that feel for. It. I was like, okay, this might be something I'm interested in. And then also mom and her sister, my aunt, they were doing a reality show. Uh, it's called The Dish on Reality. They were doing that for quite a while and stuff. And so so all of that stuff coming together, that's how I got interested in the media industry. And then it was great. So fast forward to 2016. In 2016, that's when I made the decision. This is what I want to do. I want to talk show and stuff. So I told my parents, I was like, all right, look. Let's go to Fox, ABC, CBS, NBC, all of them, and tell them out. Tell them to give me a show that hey, our son, our son Tyreek, he's amazing. He wants a show. Give him a show, uh, and that's what I told him to tell them. Unfortunately, they was like, mm, don't work like that. I was like, all right, cool, you know. So it was like, well, why don't you start on YouTube and then try to get discovered through that way? I was like, okay. I was like, yeah, I can. 
uh, start putting some content out on YouTube and stuff. So needless to say, I started a YouTube channel called it Tyreek on the Move. That was the name of the show, Tyreek on the Move. And originally, Tyreek on the Move was a show where I would go to different business owners and interview them about their business, right? We would just sit down, just have a regular interview. And I did that. And then I started doing some other stuff with the show. And the show was just literally all over the place. I, I It was everywhere. <laughs> and I had all these different segments and the show, it, yeah, just whatever. Um, and so, yeah, the show was just doing it what it do. And then I'll tell you the most embarrassing thing about the show was I had, I had got a green screen. My parents had got me a green screen. So I had a green screen, right? And I would literally have my setup in front of the green screen. I'd be sitting in front of the green screen. But when you watch the broadcast, you would see the green screen. So I didn't edit it to the point where it would be like a background on there. I had just had the green screen because, one, I didn't know how to edit green screens. So literally, you just seen a green screen. And then sometimes I changed it up. You would see a white screen, a black screen. It was just... It was bad. <laughs> uh, so actually what I need to do is I need to go clean clean up some stuff and go delete them videos. <laughs> that's what I really need to do. Uh, but yeah, so that's how I started, man, and started that YouTube channel and stuff. And then I really wanted to start making money off of this thing. Like I was really pretty desperate to make some money off of it. I don't know why, but... <laughs> But, you know, I'm still living with my parents like, why are you desperate for, I mean, I wasn't, I wouldn't say I was desperate for, to make money off of it, but I just knew, I just like, I, I didn't want to get a regular job, so I was like, I need to make money off of this show, so I don't have to get a regular job. <laughs> but anyways, I did end up getting a regular job, and I was working in uh, fast food and stuff, I did that for a while. But, that, uh, come to this, I think fast forward, I want to say, I can't remember. I want to say this was in 17, 2017, but I met this woman on Instagram, Monica, and Monica had this, um, shout out to Monica, by the way, amazing woman. So she had this uh, group called 556 Book Chicks, and she gave me my first paid gig within my TV, within my show that I had started, Tyreek on the Move. And so she was like, Tyreek, I want you to, I'm having a big authors expo. Uh, here in Atlanta, I want you to come. I want you to interview some of the authors. I said, absolutely. She said, I, uh, she was like, you know, what were you charging me that? I was like, I, I didn't really know what to charge. didn't know how to price my stuff. So I just told her a hundred dollars. I was like, I'll come and do it for a hundred dollars and stuff. So I was like, I'm, man, I, I was so excited. I was probably like, I'm going to get this hundred dollars, man. I was man, what? So <laughs> I went to the event, did the interviews and stuff, got the hundred dollars, right? What a lot of people don't know, well, some of y'all might know if y'all was if y'all was like really paying attention to me from the beginning. But what a lot of people don't know is when I was doing content and going out to do interviews and going out to take my show, I had a microphone, but the microphone did not work. But I will be acting like it's working, though, because I'd be like this and that and that. And I'd be acting like the mic is working. But really, you can hear all this raw sound and all this other stuff. And if you really listen carefully, you would know that, okay, what is this dude doing? This dude ain't got his mic working. What is this man doing? Like, dude, like, is he a real host or what? You know what I'm saying? So I 
my mic did not work. And this was like for years until when production started, I got a, and I had a real business, <laughs> but my mic was not working. So I did this ladies event with a non-working mic, right? Just acting like my mic was working. <laughs> it was hilarious. Um, so I did that and, and, and it was, it, the event turned out great. I gave her a content. She was satisfied, aired it on the show. It turned out great. So that's, that's when I really got into it, right? I was like, okay, I'm making some real money off of this thing. This thing is awesome. So then fast forward again, we gonna, we gonna, we gonna speed this thing up. Cause like I said, it's a couple of mini stories in there and y'all gonna hear about these stories on the next few episodes, like I said, but I was like, okay. I can really start making some real money off of this thing. So, you know, speed it up a little bit. I started doing the show more consistently, started getting more viewership, and I had to change up the show a little bit because, like I said, the original, which is actually Dad and I's idea, the original idea for Tyreek on the Move was just me interviewing business owners, right? Well, that really wasn't getting a lot of viewership. So I was like, what I need to do is I need to start interviewing celebrities, right? Now, you may think, why would celebrities interview with me when I have no audience, no name, no nothing? It was the fact that I was still, and, I, and I'll tell you this, and I'll be honest with you and transparent, I was using my little kid cuteness to get these interviews. I was using my little kid cuteness. Oh my gosh, he's a little kid journalist. I just want to pinch his little cheeks. I was using that to get into some of these rooms, get into some of these events, and get these interviews, right? It worked sometimes, did not work all the time, man. Y'all will hear about that on some more episodes, because I got some stories about some of that stuff. <laughs> what? <laughs> I got some stories. So, um, when, like, let me see, I think I lost my track, um, Okay, that's, that's where I was at. So I was like, I can make some real money off of this. So I started being more consistent, started getting celebrity interviews, all this good stuff. And then my parents saw that I was serious. So in December 2018, uh, my parents got me my own LLC. Greatest Christmas gift ever. Shout out to y'all, mom and dad. I love y'all so much. Y'all are awesome. I had great parents. I still got great parents. Yes, I still live with them. Hey, I'm, look, I'm living with my parents. My parents, hey, my parents ain't kicked me out, and my parents like having me around. And while I'm still at home, I can stack my money. And also, another thing, matter of fact, I'm going to wait. I'm going to get to that at the end. <laughs> but it's it's a good story there, too. I'm going to get to that at the end. Uh, But so I got my LLC, Win Productions LLC. So Win Productions LLC is your local video production company based here in Metro Atlanta. So we specialize in TV commercials, television shows, drone and aerial filming, customer testimony videos, video business cards, filming podcasts, and event filming. Those are our top specialties here at Win Productions LLC. We also film and produce our own shows that we air here locally in Atlanta, looking to get those shows on a national platform as well. And yes, I just gave a whole ad for my video production company. This is my podcast, so I feel like I—I I mean, I feel like I can do that, right? Right? Yeah. My producers, yeah, my producers agree. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, that—that's so. Win Productions was birthed in December 2018, and praise God, we have been in business for four years now. 
uh, going on the fifth year. It'll be fifth, uh, my fifth year in December. So really excited about that. Almost five years in business. Business has been awesome. It has been successful. I love being in business. So needless to say, started creating more shows and stuff. And then actually, it was great because I launched my first show called What's Your Business that actually aired on real local television here in Atlanta on AT&T Channel 6, Comcast 295, one of my greatest accomplishments ever. I'm so proud of that, and I'm just glad it did so well. I mean, the viewership was awesome. The ratings were amazing through the charts, through the roof, and I appreciate you guys so much for supporting that. I mean, that's, you know, li just living the dream, man. I just thank God for it. So in 2018, that was in that was when Win Productions was created, and I was also going to Georgia State University. When I did, when I went to Georgia State, right, I, or sorry, before, before I get to that, when I was choosing colleges, right, I this is the way I chose my colleges, because I already knew from the get-go, I knew exactly what I wanted to do, I knew I wanted to be a journalist, I knew I wanted to be on TV, I knew all of this stuff, so the way I chose the college I was going to go to, I chose it on a few different factors, and one, did they have a good journalism program? That was one of the factors. And two, did they have a television station, right? Did they have, did they actually have a school news broadcast, right? And so that helped me eliminate a lot of uh, a lot of choices and stuff for colleges. And then I found out about Georgia State. And the reason I uh, I chose Georgia State one because they did have a good journalism program. They did have a television news station, and also internship opportunities I knew were going to be close by the campus and stuff and also of course in-state tuition shout out to the Hope Scholarship man that Hope Scholarship yo man listen listen if there are some students in high school who are watching right now keep your grades up get your A's and B's yo because the Hope Scholarship will help you tremendously when you get to college I'm talking 80% of your tuition paid for, yo. And all you got to do is get maintain uh, maintain a 3.0 or better while you're at college, and you can keep your Hope Scholarship, man. I tell you, the Hope Scholarship was such a blessing, so shout out to Hope. <laughs> and uh, it, 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 it was great. So that's how, I chose my, that's how I chose my college. So I got accepted to Georgia State, right? And... When I got accepted, joined the school television news station, and it was crazy because if I didn't the when I joined that uh, the TV station at Georgia State University, Panther Report News, when I joined, that is where I learned on camera presence because my on camera presence was not that good before I got there. It, it was bad. I was using slang on camera. It it was just not good, yo. Um, so on camera presence, I learned how to work a camera, and I also learned how to edit. Once I learned those things, then I was able to start Win Productions, and that's how Win Productions was able to, to really, really get off on the good foot and get kickstarted and stuff. So learning those valuable skills at Georgia State really helped me. So going going forward now, and this is – I will go ahead. I think I can – yeah, I'll save that for another episode. <laughs> uh, I was going to tell a story. I'll, I'll save that for another episode. But – so we're going to get to senior year now, right? So I'm at my senior year. And when I'm at my senior year, it's winding down. The, my time, You know, everybody's time is winding down. Everybody gearing up for graduation. But 
while your time is winding down and you plan for graduation, of course, you got to be on the job hunt. Now, a lot of people was wondering, okay, Tyreek, you have your video production company. You got Win Productions LLC is doing well. Why are you, why are you going on the job hunt? Why are you trying to get a job in the industry and stuff? So I did get that a lot. Win Productions, yes, was very successful. But at the same time, I was so passionate about news. I was like, I have to go to a TV station. Maybe I can be there about five years and just soak up the information, do it, get my name out there, get my name up and stuff and get more followers and all that stuff. Uh, do that for a few years, then go back to doing Win Productions full time, right? So I, I think it was in March or February or something like that, I put my reel out. When I put my reel out, man, the I was just overjoyed. And shout out to all of the television stations that reached out. I had over a hundred plus stations reach out to me, wanted me to come and work at their stations. I had tons of offers to choose from. And I tell you, it was a little overwhelming too. It was like, Oh, uh, like, what do I do? Who do I choose? It was, it was crazy. But then I had to realize that, that the way, the way I chose and the way I navigated all this stuff is pay, right? I know it sounds, I know it sound, it may sound kind of bad, but pay, because I'll tell you this, a lot of the television stations were not paying good money. They were like, I would have to move away from home, move somewhere else. And I was, some of these stations were only going to be paying me 20-some thousand, low 30,000 to be an MMJ at their television station. And I have to move away. So, and you know, when you move away, you got more bills. I got, I got rent, got a rent, light bill, water bill, gas bill, all these other bills might, you know, end up getting a new car, get a car, no, all the, like you're going to have all these bills. And I'm like, the numbers really was just not matching up for me. And so what I did, I had I, every offer that I got, I turned it down. I, I turned it down because no offer was perfectly aligned with, I want, with what I want. And I refused to settle. I refused to settle. I, I'm, I'm settle free. So I refused to settle. And... I was, yeah, I was praying about, I was praying about this thing, yo, because I was actually, what I was going to do is I was actually going to do an internship out in LA and I was going to do an internship. I think it was like a summer internship out in LA at one of their news stations and they were going to do sport. It was a sports news internship. I didn't get the internship because I couldn't name. I'll tell you why I didn't get it. I was, I think I was applying for an internship at ABC7 out in LA. It was a sports internship. And I couldn't name all of the coaches, all of the head coaches for all of those LA teams. So I didn't get the internship. And I was like, okay, cool. Didn't get the internship. That was the one I was like really, really looking at. So I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get it because I couldn't name all the coaches. And, um, that was on me. Should have did my research. <laughs> um, and then also I had some pretty good, I had some, I did have some good offers, right? I had like this one offer where they were going to be paying me a good amount of money and they were going to make me an evening anchor. And also 
assistant news director. Now that's a big time. Wait, right out of college, yo, assistant news director and evening anchor. Like that's unheard of. So I had that offer and that was really good, but that was in the middle of nowhere and I didn't know anybody out there and it was just crazy. But I'll tell y'all this, what I really wanted to do, I wanted to either be at, I wanted to be here in Atlanta. I wanted to be at WSB, Fox 5, CBS 46, now Atlanta News First, or 11 Alive. Those were the stations I wanted to be at, right? But when I started talking to people, mentors, recruiters, all this stuff, they were telling me I didn't have enough experience. I wasn't talented enough to do news here in Atlanta. Remember that, because this all going to come full circle at the end, right? So just remember, remember this part. I'm not talented enough, wasn't good enough, not experienced enough to do news in Atlanta. Remember that, because we're going to get to that at the end. So, so they was like, you got to go to a smaller market, start there first. And then once you do that, you'll be able to work your way here in Atlanta within the next five to 10 years or whatever. I said, okay. I really wasn't listening to them. I wasn't trying to hear that. So I sent my reel out to Atlanta news stations. I did get turned down from all of them. WSB told me I wasn't ready for them. Didn't hear back from um, a whole bunch of the other stations and stuff. I guess they just literally just don't look at people. Like if you're out of college, I guess they really just, they just don't look at you. I'm assuming, or I don't really know how it works, but that that's, that's just what I'm going with. So, and but so fast forward, uh, graduation comes around, right? And I, everybody was asking me my post-grad plans. The reason I wasn't telling people my post-grad plans is because I really didn't know. <laughs> it was still up in the air. But I'll tell you this, the week of graduation, I decided exactly what my post-grad plans were and what I was going to do because I wanted something to announce at my graduation party, right? So this, so I had, I had perfectly aligned everything, right? And I'll tell you, this this happened, this took place. So, mom and I were sitting, we were watching Fatal Attraction on TV One. Shout out to the Fatal Attraction fam and TV One fam. So, we were watching Fatal Attraction and mom simply said to me, she was like, Terry, you want to see how you can do journalism like that? Like, you know, Fatal Attraction. I was like, really? I was like, you know what? I was like, that'd be a pretty cool opportunity. Let me, let me look into that. Let me see what's up. So... We kept watching the show, kept watching a few more episodes, and then little did I expect, I saw somebody I knew on the show. And shout out to Tinsley Bradford. You are amazing. So I, Tinsley was on the show doing journalism. So I reached out. I was like, oh my gosh, congratulations. This is huge. You're on a national platform doing journalism. This is amazing, yo. So I reached out to her, and we were talking. And then I asked, I was like, do they have any openings? Like, is this possible or whatever? And she was like, I'm not sure, but I'll reach out to the producers, see what they say, send them some of your journalism work. And I guess if they're interested, they'll reach out. Right. So three days later, I got an email. <laughs> I got an email saying, Tyreek, we love your journalism work. We would love for you to come and film an episode of Fatal Attraction on May 4th. May 4th was literally the day before graduation, right? I'm so glad it wasn't May 5th. So I was like, okay. I, I said yes. So two things going on May 4th, right? One, I had scheduled. I, so a lot of people, a lot of people may know this, but a lot of y'all don't know this. I actually graduated with Ludacris. 
Ludacris, shout out, shout out to my man Luda. Luda was getting his honorary degree because he he was doing a lot of stuff at Georgia State with you know a lot of students and stuff. So he was getting an honorary degree at Georgia State University. And I was like, I got to interview this man. I got to get this one-on-one exclusive interview. And so I graduated May 5th. He was graduating May 4th, which is the day before mine. So he was graduating in that ceremony. So I was like, I reached out to his publicist, reached out to his manager and his people. And they say, yeah, you can come and interview him stuff. So I had his interview on May 4th. And I had to be in Knoxville, Tennessee, because that's where they shoot Fatal Attraction. I had to be in Knoxville, Tennessee on May 4th to shoot Fatal Attraction. And I was literally panicking because I was like, I got two humongous opportunities right here. How in the world am I going to do both of these things, right? So I was like, okay. I was like, I had to reach out. I had to figure out, coordinate a time with Fatal Attraction, coordinate a time with Ludacris's people to interview him. But I had to be on both of, you know, figure out both of their schedules and stuff. And obviously, Ludacris's interview had to be within that graduation time. So I told them, I said, uh, I think they told me, I think they told me noon or 11 or something or whatever, which was great because Fatal Attraction told me I could be up there like four or something. So that would give me enough time to hurry up, get up to Knoxville and stuff. So I was able to do my Ludacris interview. Shout out to my man Luda again. I was able to do my Ludacris interview. It went well and went amazing has tons and tons of views online and various um, social media platforms and stuff. So I did that interview. Then uh, dad actually helped me filmed it. And it was kind of, it was kind of crazy because I really felt like a celebrity that day. One, because I had all these people coming to town. I had like hundreds and hundreds of people coming to town to see me for graduation and I'm leaving and I'm leaving the state I got mom driving. I got mom driving me around. I'm in the back seat getting chauffeured, and I had mom. Mom was literally waiting outside the stadium. I ran in to do my interview. Mom was waiting outside in the stadium, keeping the car running. Shout out to you, mom. <laughs> Love you, mom. And dad was going in there to interview me. I, I, I filmed the interview for me. Shout out to you, dad. So love you too. And. So mom was outside running the car. So I hurried up, went in there, did the interview, then hopped back in the car. Then mom drove us to Knoxville. And so we had all rode up Knoxville and did, did Fatal Attraction. It took me about an hour and stuff because, of course, this is my first time. So I was getting the hang up and stuff. About an hour-ish, a little longer and stuff. And then I was able to meet all the producers, camera people, whole team. Everybody was fantastic. Loved them. Then I had to get back to Georgia. So I can entertain my guests for graduation and get ready for graduation the next day. Iron all, get all my clothes ironed, get my outfit together and stuff. You know, outfit got to be a boy. Outfit got to be fine now. Come on now. You know, I do the daily fit checks every day, so I can't be slipping. So I did that, and I was able to do that. So that's how Fatal Attraction came about. So that was a post-grad plan. We're going to actually go back to January. In January, I had this amazing opportunity. And I became a real estate investor in January. And y'all, how in the world did he become a real estate investor? <laughs> well, I because of the Hope Scholarship, going back to that, I had the Hope Scholarship. Hope was playing for a majority of my tuition, and I also had other scholarships. So I graduated college debt-free. So 
in January, I found out I was going to graduate debt-free because that was the last semester. I'm like, great. I ain't got to pay out no money this semester. I'm good. I'm in the clear. I ain't going to have no loans, no nothing. So I have no student loans. Didn't take out a single loan for college. Graduated debt-free. So when I graduated debt-free, I had this amazing opportunity to purchase a house. This, um, this amazing offer came up. I couldn't refuse it. So I bought the house. I bought the house, bought the investment property. Mom, dad, and I and some other people went over there, fixed it up, uh, you know, did all the little cosmetic work, cleaned up the backyard, all that stuff. And then once I did that, had a tenant in within the next few weeks. So I became a real estate investor. And I've been doing that ever since. Matter of fact, I got a, an amazing, amazing good paying tenant in there right now. So, hey, hey, I thank God for a good paying tenant. Okay. Um, so... Uh, so, so that happened. And then at graduation, at my graduation party, I made the speech, announced all my post-graduation plans. Right. So I told people I was going to be a full time at Win Productions. I'm going to work Win Productions full time. I'm going to do fatal attraction. I'm a real estate investor and I'm also going to continue to pursue my acting career because I was about to have within the next few weeks, I was about to have a Netflix movie come out that I was in I was in I was in senior year and if you go back and look at senior year I'm actually in the trailer for it too but if you go back and look at senior year so on Netflix with Rebel Wilson and I did senior year and I played the photographer who was taking the pictures of all the prom attendees and I had the red coat on and stuff red coat on black pants so y'all go check that out and stuff so and I actually posted it on my Instagram too so just scroll up my Instagram you can see it or whatever. So I had those things. Those are my post grad plans. So I posted that. Got a lot of got um got a lot of congratulations and stuff like that. I appreciate all the support. So that's what I did for months, right? Then at my graduation party, I got this amazing gift from my parents. Shout out to my parents again. Love y'all. Y'all are awesome. They got me all expense paid trip to Hawaii, yo, Honolulu, Hawaii, and we went to Honolulu. This trip was scheduled in October, so I was. We went on our trip talk in October. When we went on the trip, the trip was amazing. And I was in vacation mode. I wasn't checking no emails, answering no phone calls, texts, nothing. If you went family, I wasn't dogging after you. If you went friend, I wasn't dogging after you, right? So one day I was sitting in my hotel room and something was just like, Tyreek, just check your email, right? I was like, check my email. I ain't want to check my email. It's like something was just like, Terry, just check email. So I was like, all right, I go on here and check my email. So I checked my email. And when I checked my email, lo and behold, in the subject line, it said iHeartMedia anchor slash reporter position. What? Yo, when I tell you I was floored, yo, it was like, Tariq, we want you to come. Do you want to come anchor? iHeartMedia. I said, absolutely, I want to come anchor, and it's part-time, too, so I can still do my business and all the other things I got going on. I was like, I'm there. I was like, we can hop on a Zoom call right now, and you can interview me for this position. He was like, he was like, nah, go ahead and enjoy your trip, and we can get you in when you get back. So I, when I got back to Atlanta, got back to Atlanta from Hawaii, and I think I interviewed with him within the next few days, because I was like, I got to get I I was funny I even told her I was like look I come back early off my vacation if you want me to 
I, I come back. I, I get my flight tomorrow. <laughs> you let me know. So, cause I was really, I was really trying, but he was like, nah, I enjoy your trip, man. So then got back, got back to Atlanta. Damn my interview. I was up, up, I was up against somebody else saying, needless to say in the end, he chose me. So I became the newest anchor reporter, national anchor reporter at iHeartMedia. And I'm actually the youngest there, which is also pretty amazing. And it's crazy because remember, I told y'all to keep this in mind. Remember how I had those I had those people telling me I wasn't good enough, wasn't experienced enough to do news in Atlanta. Well, I'm doing, not only am I doing news in Atlanta, I'm at a major platform. Everybody knows about iHeart. I'm doing, I'm, I'm at iHeart. I'm doing news in Atlanta and it's national. Like, I mean, that was just, I, that was just perfect. And that was probably... I don't think a lot of people out of college get those opportunities, but I'll tell you how I got the position because I asked I asked the news director, shout out to my my main man, best news director ever, best assistant news director ever, Matt McClure, shout out to you. And so Matt, I asked, I was like, Matt, like, you know, like, like what was the, I guess, how did you figure just to reach out to me? He was like, well, I came across your reel and you did an interview with Senator Warnock, uh, shout out, shout out to my man Warnock, and I did an interview with Senator. He said you did an interview with Senator Warnock, and before, because this was in 2019, before he announced his candidacy, and you did an interview with Warnock, and you asked him, you said, "Hey, Rev, tell me," and this is like this is this is like me back then. I was like, because what I said, I was like. Rev, tell me, you got to tell me uh, some of the things that you said up there tonight. sounds like you might be thinking about making a run. And he was like, <laughs> and then Reverend Warnock, see, he said, you see, the other journalists are core. You just get right to the point. And then I started laughing. But he was like, no, seriously, these are just things I say all the time. And then he, you know, got into his answer and stuff or whatever. And, of course, he didn't tell me if he was running, beat around the bush a little bit. But my news director then, he said, that's when I knew. He was like, you like he was like, you asked the tough questions. You asked the questions. I knew I needed somebody like you on the team. And that's how I got the position at iHeartMedia. So shout out to iHeart, baby. Thank God for it. Praise God. This is an amazing opportunity. I love my position at iHeart. And let me tell y'all something. Being at iHeart has gotten me in so many doors. So many doors I couldn't get into. Doors that were slammed in my face. Interviews I couldn't get, I get them. Events I couldn't get into, I get into them. Th this is awesome. I will tell you, since I've been at iHeart, I have not been denied for nothing. And on previous more episodes, I'll tell y'all a little bit about getting denied for stuff when I was trying to do my own thing, doing my own show and stuff. When I was doing my own show, I got denied for almost everything. But now, because that's when the little, little boy, oh my gosh, little kid reporter cuteness started to run out. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I'm still cute now. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm handsome. But um, that, that little pinch your cheek moment started, started to fade away. So I really wasn't getting in anything, started getting denied. But let me tell you, since I've been at iHeart, the only thing I've got denied for is an interview with Michael B. Jordan because I went to interview him about Creed and stuff, right? But the only reason I got denied for that is because his schedule was crazy packed and he and they literally just didn't have time. But that's the only thing. That and the Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Awards. Or that. But I really probably wasn't going to be able to go to that anyway because I was in L.A. But 
Um, so yeah, but Hey, I've been getting everything, man. When I tell you the other day, I was interviewing Zonique from, uh, T.I. and Tiny's daughter. Yeah. Oof. Zonique, y'all. She bad. <laughs> Zonique is there. Zonique is a very beautiful woman. Uh, but yeah, our interview went well. And then I also had, um, some other opportunities interview a Marie, uh, singer songwriter, Grammy nominated, also interview casting director from Shark Tank because uh, Shark Tank is casting and stuff. And, uh, my pastor, Pastor Taffy Dollar and stuff. So, and, and I got a whole lot of more interviews coming up. Matter of fact, I just got off with the, uh, before I started my podcast, I had just got off the phone with Coco Jones manager. So I'll be having an interview with her coming up. And then, um, actually just was also talking to Isaac Ryan Brown's, uh, manager too, through email and stuff. So, uh, I got to make sure I get an interview with that man as well. So, I mean, and people be reaching out to me to interview people and stuff. So, and it's amazing, man. So I, I'm just so glad I'm at iHeart. So many doors are opening, doors are continuing to open and I've gotten a whole lot more opportunities and just, um, a lot more followers on social media and People are watching, man, and I, I just appreciate all the overwhelming support. It's been amazing. I appreciate y'all so much. Guys, that was the Roll to iHeartMedia. I hope y'all enjoyed that story. I know it was long, but, hey, y'all stuck with me, and I appreciate y'all. Hey, listen, this is the NJP at Navigating Journalism Podcast. Y'all will enjoy this podcast. going to be more stories in the future. We're going to have on tons of amazing journalists. Y'all are really going to enjoy this podcast, so, Go ahead. I need y'all to do a few things, right? Before before we log off, I need y'all to do a few things. So, I mean, one, I need you to follow me on social media. I'm on really big on Instagram, TyreekWynn.iHeartMedia. Go follow me on there. Uh, go like my Facebook page, TyreekWynn.iHeartMedia. Go follow me on Twitter, TyreekWynnTV. And go follow me on TikTok, TyreekWynn.TV. Also, uh, check, out, check me out on iHeart. Download the iHeart app. Go on my social media. You can figure out exactly the stations and stuff you can listen to me on and all that stuff. And then also what I need y'all to do is I need y'all to subscribe to the Tyreek Wynn Network. And also there should, I think there's like a bell or something where you can get notified every time a new episode drops and stuff. So go ahead make sure you sign up for the notifications. That way you can get a, um, get a thing for that. Also put your email down at the bottom because I want to get y'all subscribed to my email lists and stuff. So go ahead, comment your email in, and then I can put you a part of the NJP email list. And I can send, send you out emails, let you know when new episode drops. Um, hey, you you guys will get perks, discounts on apparel, when apparel launches and all that good stuff. And when I launch apparel, I need y'all to go out and support my apparel. Come on now, we're going to launch some NJP apparel, Navigating Journalism Podcast. So, hey, make sure... Y'all just go out, support your boy. Hey, listen to me. Watch me on Fatal Attraction. Watch me doing my other shows that I do and listen to the podcast and stuff. And also share this podcast too. Share it with other journalists that you know because this is going to empower and impact journalists across the spectrum, all kinds of journalists um, across the world, man. So this is going to be awesome. Appreciate y'all so much for watching. It's been your boy, Reek, a.k.a. Tyreek Wynn. Peace.